A, B, C, D, E, F, G. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Symbolates. Symbolates. Cat. Cat. Okay. Okay. To sit in solemn silence on a dull, dark dock in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock, awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big, black block. This Waterloo sparkling water, blueberry flavored, is scrum lessened. It is so delicious. They should really, they should really pay for some ad spots on this show. This is delicious. My God. Oh. This is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out. Me and you. Hi. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, Nicholas Cage. I'm just kidding. It's me. It's James. Hey, what's cracking? Today's episode is a Nicholas Cage appreciation episode. Why? Because he's in the media. Well, I mean, he's kind of always in the media, but he's, uh, he's trending right now. And the thing is, the thing is, for me personally, Nicolas Cage, in my own internal Twitter machine, inside my life, in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, Nicolas Cage is always trending. Right along with George Washington Carver, because I am nothing if not an appreciator of peanut butter. But yes, Nicolas Cage has been trending as of late, and yesterday I saw someone sharing screenshots of an event that occurred on Reddit that I did not know about. I, I only ever find out about things after they have come to pass. Unless I'm making the thing, then I have no clue what's going on until it's already happened, which I think is part of why I have survived thus long. Uh, people don't know I exist, therefore, they can't kill me. Wink. So yes, this will be a Nicolas Cage appreciation episode centering mostly around screenshots that a Twitter user took of an AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, conducted on Reddit with Nicolas Cage, via Lionsgate uh, production company. Um, I think it was yesterday. No, as always, well, as usual, as usual, I'm recording this episode on a Sunday. Today is Sunday, April 10th. It is currently, at the time of me speaking, 1.46 p.m., soon to turn 1.47 in the p.m., and uh, so I think this AMA happened yesterday, maybe. So this episode's going to center around that. And I will read. I'm going to read to you. But the thing is, I'm going to read them 
Well, let, let me let me let me limit it here. I will read Nicolas Cage's responses in my impression of Nicolas Cage's voice. I will do the best I can. I've not, I wouldn't say I've like sat down and done an intensive, you know, linguistic dialectical breakdown of how Nicolas Cage's vocal cords and mouth moves and shit, (coughs) shit like that. But I, I've been doing a Cage impression long enough because I've been a fan of his for long enough that I think it's decent. I think it's a decent impression. That's just me. So that's this episode. And I, and then, of course, I'm going to riff. I've got some shit to say about Nick Cage. Um, for the longest time, he was underrated, maligned. Um, and I'll speak on more on that after this quick business. So for the for the bonus episode that I'm recording right after that, after this episode, after this recording, blah, In the bonus episode, I will be continuing and I think completing uh, the um, two or or multi two or multi part series that I started with last week's bonus episode, and that is uh, jobs I've quit, why and how it happened, and what those jobs were. I've never been fired. Well, yeah, no, I've never been fired. I've quit jobs. I've got that under my belt. I should put that on top of my resume if I ever write one. Never been fired. Anyway, uh, so I will be talking about it, about that in the bonus episode. And if you want access to that and are not already a member of the Black Diamond Exclusive Club, that is a, a supporter uh, of this show on patreon.com slash that thing with James, you can become one that is a member of the Black Diamond Exclusive Club. Support an artist, support an independent artist, and help support this show, and in return, get access to weekly bonus episodes, plus all the, the back catalog of all the other bonus episodes. So, consider supporting this show. You will get something back. Go to patreon.com slash that thing with James. It's only five bucks. Five dollars. Five dollars gets you a whole lot more. Man, baby, I got way more than a foot long for you for five bucks. Five dollars. I don't even think Subway does five dollar foot longs anymore. Fuck. It's like 12. I don't know. Whatever the case is, five dollars. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. Get the peace of mind of helping support an independent artist slash creator and get bonus episodes. Um, Another thing is I, this is a one man show and I am always on the hunt for something to fucking talk about because otherwise I'll end up with episodes like the free one from, from last week. Um, And I could use your help. I want you to have a hand in helping guide this ship Um, content for the show, be it uh, ideas, topics, questions, articles, videos, memes, whatever, you can email these things to me at my show email, thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Like I got one uh, from a friend of the show, Jaime, who wants me to talk about 
rice and birds eating rice. Now, I've heard birds explode from eating rice, but I've not done research. I only just got this suggestion, and I want to give it the time it deserves to, you know, speak on the matter. Do birds actually fucking explode? Because I've always heard, I've heard, like, you can't, you can't give birds rice at a wedding because their guts will burst out because the rice will swell up, so on and so forth. Is this true? I don't know, but I will cover that soon. But for, you know, just an example of some idea, something to talk about, send it to me at that thing with james at gmail.com. Also, you can post stuff on my subreddit, r slash that thing with James. I love shit posts. You can give them to me there, r slash that thing with James. You can also find me on social media, mainly. TikTok, Twitter, mostly Twitter, and Instagram. My handle on all three is at James J. Asher. Now, with that done, let's move on to talking about Nicolas Cage. I do not know what the first Cage movie I saw was. I'm trying to think of it right now, and all I can think of is Cameron Diaz in that red dress and the mask. And that was the first time I experienced arousal, I believe, at the age of like, I don't know, three or four. <laughs> but Nicolas Cage, he arouses something else in me. Uh, it's uh, Ethan Hawke is quoted as saying of Nicolas Cage that he, Cage, is the only actor since Marlon Brando to do something new with the craft of acting. Saying son and some other people have said of Nicolas Cage, he's not an actor. He's not just an actor. He is a performer. People have likened him to like an old troubadour, you know, that kind of a performance. And while he, Cage does do that stuff, he's also legitimately, like if you want to go for just your basic naturalistic quote-unquote method type acting, he can do that. He has those chops. He's actually really fucking good. And for so many years, I have, you know, mentioned to friends and family and stuff that I feel Nick Cage is a really fucking good actor, like amazing. And so many people laugh and cringe because all they think of is the wacky shit he did in something like Face Off. And the the idea that perhaps there was something more behind that performance, that it wasn't just pure hack, seems to go over some people's heads, but it never went over mine. And the one thing I used to point people toward, because it was like the first real meaty thing that I saw him act in, I guess, was, I think it was Lord of War, I think is what it was called. He plays a, a Ukrainian arms dealer. He, and I believe Jared Leto plays his brother. Um, and it's a great movie, and it is a prime example of like, you're more naturalistic, you know, standard mainstream kind of acting that not only can he do it, but he's really fucking good at it. And then maybe the next thing that I saw him do that in was the weatherman. Um, yet again, 
it's him in outrageous circumstances in the script. However, his performance remains rather grounded and naturalistic, but yet again, it's riveting to watch. He's really good. He can do the thing. He can do the thing. And that's why, and he's so good at doing the thing, that he's able to go beyond it and just play. And that's what's one of the greatest things about Nick Cage is not only his, um, he's an eccentric guy, so it seems, and just as a, as a person, which I think is just lovely. Um, but in, in terms of performance, like he can go beyond and, and experiment and goof around and do shit that maybe not, uh, not so many other people would A, have the balls to do, or B, wouldn't be able to pull it off if they had the cojones, if they had the gumption to go for it, they might not pull it off as quite as well as he does. Um, so when people laugh, when people laugh, now I tell them, watch Pig, because that's one of the more recent, more grounded um, films he's done, which I feel is just a really good testament to just how how good of a foundation this man has. And perhaps if you can appreciate that, then you might, if, if you can appreciate and swallow that and accept oh, he actually does have chops, he actually does have some control of his craft, maybe then the people who would scoff and laugh may go back and watch some of the more outrageous performances and see what I see, which is someone really expressing art. Um, now, I am proud to say, I'm so proud of her, Within the past year, um, my mom and I, we occasionally get into conversations about what, you know, uh, notable people, living or, living or dead, we would love to have lunch with. And boy, was I surprised to find out. I didn't even bring it up. I just randomly, when, when Emily and I were living with my parents before we moved to Tulsa, uh, one afternoon at lunch, I just happened to bring up Nicolas Cage and my mom elected on, on her own. She said, I would love to have lunch with him. And my jaw hit the floor because my mom, she doesn't like Monty Python. You know, let me, let me just put that there. She doesn't like Monty Python, which is in my eyes, the quintessence of satire and absurdity in comedy. Like, it is God, Monty Python is, for me personally. But she, she doesn't like Monty Python or stuff like it, usually, usually. So surprised I was to hear her say that she actually believes Nick Cage is a great fucking actor. I had no idea, and it seemed out of character, but uh, I dig it. I dig it. If you if you love Nick Cage, I love you, probably, maybe, unless you're fucking neo-Nazi, then I punch you. Anyway, uh, let me take a quick sip of this uh, delicious Waterloo bo uh, blueberry Waterloo sparkling water, and then I'll get into reading some screen caps shared from the Nicolas Cage Reddit AMA. Be right back. 
And I'm back. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I saw this on Twitter. I was laying down to take a nap and I ended up not taking a nap and just reading through this entire thread shared yesterday, I think, on Twitter by at Jen Lynn Jordan, or uh, her, her username here is uh, uh, Jen Jordan PhD. Uh, bio says library aid, friendly neighborhood medievalist. That's pretty fucking cool. I love medieval shit. Uh, and co-author of DCIGTH. I don't know what that stands for. And an embarrassment of witches with at Red Ink Radio, co-host of at SPL Turn the Page, she slash her. So Jen Jordan shared uh, yesterday, uh, Saturday at 1.42 p.m., Nicolas Cage is doing an AMA and it's lovely so far. Now, this turned out to be a much longer thread than I expected, but I liked it. And in it, she, Jen, shared screenshots that she took of the AMA. And as I said, I will be reading through this and Nicolas Cage's answers, I will be reading in my impression of his, his voice, okay? So, at Postor says... What is your dream role that you have yet to complete? Cage replies, I would love to play Jules Verne's Captain Nemo because of the character's love of the ocean. I share that with him. So Nicolas Cage loves the ocean. He, he seems passionate about life in general. So it does not surprise me that he would love to just live out these fantasies of being these like like a Captain Ahab character or something like that. Next screen cap from L Luke H41. If only three of your films could be preserved for posterity, which three would you choose? Cage replies, bringing out the dead, pig, leaving Las Vegas. Now, I've actually not seen bringing out the dead. I think that's a Scorsese film and I love Scorsese. I see. I, I love Nicolas Cage, but I have not seen all of his movies. I'll say that. Um, one suggestion, though, if you haven't seen it, uh, Bad Lieutenant Two, Port of Call, New Orleans. It is so fucking good. You have to see it. Next screen cap. I don't know very much. Asks or says, Ethan Hawke said that you're the first actor since Marlon Brando to do something new with the art of acting. Any thoughts on that? Cage replies, It's very kind of Ethan to say so. As you may very well know, I've worked with Ethan in Lord of War and have always been spellbound by his talent. I think many of the choices I've made have been inspired by films from the silent era, as well as cultural expression of performance like Kabuki uh, and some of the Golden Age actors like Cagney. So I don't know how to say I've done something new because those elements are always on my mind. Oh, God, it's so good. Next one, from Solid Cake Eater. Not enough people saw Pig. It's an amazing film. Loved everything about it. Also, it made me cry like a baby. This scene, major spoiler, 
has been living rent-free in my head since I saw the movie. It's so freaking beautiful. Don't watch this if you haven't seen the film. Just watch the film. It's great. And then they shared a YouTube link that I haven't followed. But Cage replies, thank you. I was interested in returning to a more quiet, naturalistic uh, style of performance, having done a series of more operatic performance styles. The movie feels rather like a folk song to me, or a poem, and the, the character of Rob was contending with tremendous grief, self-imposed isolation, and I think we as a group of people experiencing a pandemic in 2021 to 20 or 2020 to 21, we're probably also having similar feelings of loss and isolation. And it communicated to a nerve we were all experiencing. It's one of my favorite films, and it's probably my best work. Uh, Mr. Cage, hard agree. So, so that was the first post. But then Jen kept going with the next tweet. Reader, I love him so much. She shares four more screen caps from this AMA. This first one from Animal Noises. Hi, Nick. Really looking forward to Massive Talent. That's the movie coming out soon starring Nicolas Cage about Nicolas Cage, which, fuck yeah, I'm gonna see it. Uh, it looks like you and Pedro, his co-player, I think Pedro Pascal is the actor's name, had a blast making it. I just have three questions. One, what is your favorite part of preparing for a new role? Two, what's your all-time favorite horror movie? Three, I know you have a lot of love for of the silent era, especially the German expressionist stuff. What's your favorite silent film? Cage replies, three. Boy, that is a hard list to conjure up because there are so many memorable ones, but I would say that Lon Chaney and Phantom of the Opera comes to mind, but Nosferatu, Shrek, his performance, and, and even Barrymore and Jekyll and Hyde. I think that Barrymore did more to inspire Shrek's performance than the other way around. Oh, and anything Chaplin did was magic. City lights, modern times, it depends on the season. So the guy clearly has a true love of film and art in general. I, I've actually seen Cage's, he had this like, a, I think it was an albino alligator or something. It was an albino alligator or crocodile, but I think it was an alligator. I saw this at the zoo or whatever in New Orleans. I saw the thing. I saw the thing. And I also saw Nicolas Cage at the... Oh, I think it's the uh, Lafayette Cemetery number two, I think it is. He has a, a crypt, mausoleum. Basically, it's sort of a, a seven foot tall or so pyramid. Just a solid fucking, well, mostly solid pyramid in this French Quarter cemetery. Um... Uh, might not necessarily be in the French Quarter. It might be in the Marigny, Metairie, whatever that fucking neighborhood is, near Frenchman Street. I fucking love New Orleans, dude. And so does Nicolas Cage. And that's why he had built a... His, his burial plot is a fucking pyramid. Look it up. Look it up. 
Okay, next screenshot. This one is from Provocatrix Less says, what's the movie quote you hate most when strangers holler it at you in public? Cage replies, I don't have any quotes. Uh, I'm glad they remember the movie. Oh, I think he means don't, I don't hate any of the quotes, but he says, I don't have any of the quotes. But let's just say it's, I don't hate any of the quotes. I'm glad they remember the movie. <laughs> God, I want to fucking meet him so badly. Um, yeah, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Let me take a sip of water. I'm getting excited. Next one. This is from um, Death Cat for Cuddy. Mr. Cage, you have been one of my favorite actors for my entire life. I cannot wait to see unbearable weight of massive talent multiple times in theaters when it comes out. I have two questions, both similar. One, what has been your most challenging role to get into character each day to film? Two, what is your favorite character that you've ever portrayed? Excuse me. Cage replies, one, I would say that Nick Cage in Massive Talent was the most challenging role I had to get into character for because I had the added component of trying to protect a person named Nick Cage and also facilitated the, the director's absurdist vision of so-called Nick Cage. And it was a high-wire act every day. Two, again, Pig is my favorite performance of mine. And I think that movie, along with Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead, are arguably my two best movies as a whole. Again, I need to see Bringing Out the Dead. That's fucking Scorsese, dude. He's like one of my favorite directors, of course. Average white guy with a college degree, but whatever. Fucking Scorsese's great for a fucking reason, man. Um... But uh, here's, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say again. I, I'm just so enraptured with this. Oh, oh. So the thing about Nick Cage saying that he had to protect Nicolas Cage to uh, while he's playing Nicolas Cage. At first, I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? But the more I thought about it, and it didn't take long as I was reading through this stuff, it occurred to me, Look what happens to people like, say, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is a good actor. He can be a good actor. Um, however, say, ever since... Here's the thing that happened to Johnny Depp, is that the more he got into stuff, the more he kind of stopped being himself or... He like fused these characters that he portrayed and they eventually became his personal off-camera, off-stage self. Like first it was with uh, Fear and Loathing. Uh, I love it. I love Hunter S. Thompson's work. Um, but after he did that film, you notice in in uh, later appearances, be it like in you know interviews and shit like that, um, Johnny Depp kind of had these affectations of his character of Hunter S. Thompson or Raoul Duke, as the story may be, depending on which how you want to view the story. 
later still, and this one had an even bigger impact, if you notice, at least I, I from what I noticed, what I perceived rather, was after Depp played Captain Jack Sparrow, he became Captain Jack Sparrow in real life. And I think that's kind of what Nicolas Cage means. If you get self-conscious, and I don't necessarily mean like in a low self-esteem kind of way, but if you become keenly aware of who you are and just how you behave and how you speak, if you become hyper aware of these things and and you like and not in the context of you're just way too fucking high and overthinking it but if if you get too keenly aware of how you behave and then try to emulate that how can how can you act like yourself when you just are yourself when you're not trying to reach some sort of affectation of yourself. If you affect yourself, does it cause some kind of weird feedback loop in your behavior, in your perception of yourself? And that inherently could sully your being uh, on a general day as you're getting breakfast, waking up, wiping your ass. That feedback loop could maybe cause some static and yeah, kind of ruin the unconscious experience of being. You become too conscious. And I think perhaps that's what Nick is talking about here when he says protecting himself. And then another thing occurs to me, because I've watched all sorts of Nick Cage interviews. I watch actor interviews all the time. I've, I fucking love film and performance and all this stuff, and I just love watching documentaries and interviews and that kind of thing. Um, just to see these people, to study them. I like to study this stuff. Uh, it's not just like a it's not a hero worship thing. It's not a, you know, entertainment weekly fucking icon, uh, commercialized worship thing. It's, it's just something I'm intensely interested in and enjoy doing. And I, I just study this stuff. I'm going to just study it. Um, and Nicolas Cage is, one could say he is kind of pretentious, but... I think he gets away with it. One could say perhaps that Nick Cage is a little pretentious. However, however, he that's okay. And it's actually cool because, one, he actually does have that broad and as deep of a passion and interest for art in general to be pretentious about. And two, it's not coming, it does not seem even once, to come from a place of insecurity. It doesn't seem as though he's trying to impose himself to be some sort of deep thinker or that he may, or, or, or to position himself on a higher level than those around him. It does not seem that way. He just genuinely seems interested in this, you know, deep cuts. And that inherently kind of makes you pretentious, but it's okay to be pretentious. In fact, it can be kind of fucking good depending on where it's coming from. Is it genuine or is it coming from uh, uh, low self-esteem? And his, to me, comes off 
genuine. It gives genuine, babe. No cap. Okay, so on with the next one. Uh, Ragnar Dragonfire, cool username, asks, Dear Mr. Travolta, how has life changed for you since changing faces with Nicolas Cage? Do you regret the choice or would you do it again? To which Nick Cage replies, <laughs> he wrote, ha, 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 which is great. But it didn't stop there because Jen posted again. She says, where can I get this kind of inner peace? As she shares yet another screenshot from EFS120 asking, is there a performance of yours you feel gets misunderstood by fans who turn it into a meme or a gag? To which Cage replied, well, let's talk about the difference between meme and the word gag. My understanding is that meme represents a symbol of pop cultural movement of sorts. A gag is somewhere in the realm of a diss and I don't look at anything anymore as a diss. I see it more as a representation of some sort of expression. How fucking stoic. That's stoicism right there, baby. Jen shares more. Two more, uh, four more. Shit, she shared a lot more. So, this one, uh, yeah, it's kind of a nothing burger. Next one from the Belladonna Donga, or the Belladonga says, Would you ever return to playing Ghost Rider if Marvel asked you to? Cage replies, I would really need to see what they had in mind before answering that question. Smart choice. Smart choice. I think he sees what's going on with Marvel. He's like, I see you. I see you. I'm not taking the bait just that easy. Okay, so next one is from Flynnix says, Lord of War is one of my favorite examples of there's a lot more to this in cinema. Do you feel like this movie impacted your career significantly? Cage replies, I think Lord of War is the best movie I made pertaining to a political situation, and I think that it's influenced other movies like Wolf of Wall Street. I think the narrative and voiceover work and the portrayal of a reprehensible gin runner in light of an attractive, charming personality was ahead of its time. Yeah, I can see that. That's a valid argument. Next one, Aiden Q says, Evening, sir. What movie can you watch over and over and still not get bored? Cage replies, Apocalypse Now and Spirited Away. Oh my god, he just like me. He just like me, for real. I fucking, Apocalypse Now is like my favorite movie. Also, it was made by his uncle. In case you didn't know, Nicolas Cage is a stage name. He based Cage off of the comic book character. I, I think it's Luke Cage, Power Man, because um, he's a huge comic book fan. Um, well, Tim Burton was going to cast him as fucking Superman, but that movie fell through. Um, yeah, Nicolas Cage, his last... His, his last name is, I believe, Coppola, Nicholas Coppola, and he is Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. And so that makes him also related to fucking, what's his name? I always forget his name. 
uh, who is, um, oh God, from Rushmore, that movie. And he was in that series, Bored to Death. And he was in that, that band that did California. That guy is Nick, is cousins with Nick Cage and a nephew of Francis Ford Coppola and Jared Leto is cousins with those two and is a nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. So how about them apples? Let's keep going. Let's keep going here. Jordan, Jen Jordan shares again. Someone destroying the order says, would you do a face-off too? To which Nicolas Cage replies, yes. Oh, oh my God, yes. Jen posts again, oh my God. And this one, this screenshot is uh, Jagged Onomatomania says, what's your favorite pasta shape? To which Nicolas Cage replies, I once went to an Italian restaurant in San Francisco about 25 years ago with Charlie Sheen because they had square tube pasta. And he was very interested in trying square tube pasta. And we did and, and loved it so much we went back the next day to try it again. So I'm guessing he, Nicolas Cage loves square tube pasta. Oh, but Jen didn't stop there. She says, Adam West, King, in this screenshot, Benny Williams asks, what? Uh, one of your most fascinating performances to me was as Big Daddy and Kick-Ass. When you were crafting that performance, was Adam West the biggest inspiration for your superhero persona, or were there other sources you felt you drew more heavily from? Thank you, and have a great day. Cage replies, I would give it all to Adam West. I grew up watching him in the 60s Batman show, and he is where it begins and ends as Big Daddy. I met Adam West once, and I said, did you see I was trying to channel you? And he said, I saw you try channeling me. <laughs> Adam West, fucking savage. Jen has more to share. Bebop Man says, Hi, did you keep the snakeskin jacket, a symbol of individuality and belief in personal freedom, from Wild at Heart? Nick replies, No, I gave it to Laura Dern. She was such an enormous part of Wild at Heart that I felt it belonged to her, but now I wish I'd given it to my son instead. I, I would have liked him to have it, but it's okay, Laura has it. <laughs> Fred Howell says, who is a director you would like to work with? Cage replies, I would like to work, I, I, I would love to work with Christopher Nolan. I would love to work with Ari Aster. I would love to work with Robert Eager. Spike Lee, too. Right on. Adam Sandlaribish says, have you kept in contact with David Lynch? Cage replies, I did call David when we were filming Massive Talent because I had hoped he might play the role of the director I was auditioning for, but it was at the height of the concerns with COVID and he didn't want to leave his house. The result of David Gordon Green, however, was Pitch perfect, and I do hope David Gordon Green does more work as a thespian. Nice. 
He liked his performance. All right, here's some more from Boxcar Dad. What's your rarest Elvis memorabilia? Thanks for the great movie roles over the years. Peace emoji. Cage replies, I don't have any Elvis memorabilia. <laughs> Next one. Vast Effect of 6430 says, Face Off is one of my favorite action movies. How did you go through the process of learning to portray a different actor? Thanks for all you do. Cage replies, Thank you. Face Off is my favorite action movie, largely because we had the maestro John Woo to direct. The process was a matter of getting video of Travolta's dailies and trying to study it so I could copy his voice and movements. John Travolta, conversely, did the same with my dailies. Interesting. So they just studied each other and did imitations of each other. Next. Geek Gika Gamer says, What genre of movies do you like best? Cage replies, Independently spirited dramas. And by independently spirited, I mean the type of stories and characters that studios are too chicken to touch. Oh, God, I love him. Next one is from Cool Guy Steve 21. Who is your favorite character in all of literature and film? To which Cage replies, That is so hard to answer. I will say that James Dean's performance as Cal in East of Eden is largely the reason I became a film actor. His role in that is one of my favorite characters in cinema. But then we can go all the way to Rasputin, or we can go to Dmitry Karamazov. Side note. I don't, I never know if I'm pronouncing Anna Karenina, Anna Karenina, Erkanina. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And I sure as hell don't know if I'm pronouncing Karamazov right. So I'm just going to say Karamazov, even though I'm sure it's a hyper westernized pronunciation. But here we go. Um, but also, fucking inspired, inspired by Rasputin. Me too, brother. Me too. What a fucking character. Uh, Rasputin, or we can go to Dmitry Karamazov. Dmitry Karamazov is one of my favorite characters in literature. I love him so much because he's so happy and he has no money. He's just living it up. He spent all his money trying to get the girl. I did the same thing once. I was very Dmitry Karamazov in high school. The most beautiful girl in high school who was a grade older than me invited me to the prom, but I had no money. My grandmother gave each of us a little bond. My oldest brother bought a car, my second oldest brother bought some stereo equipment, and I splashed out on a chauffeur-driven limousine, a tuxedo, and a four-course meal at La Dame on Sunset Boulevard. The car was $2,000, the stereo was $2,000, and my prom night was $2,000, and man... That was money well spent. That's Dmitry Karamazov. Fucking spirit of the guy. Oh my god. Jordan keeps going. Thanks to everyone for following along with me. Let's all toast to Nick tonight at dinner, okay? And she shares yet another. Uh, oh, 
I guess Nick was signing off or starting or something. Thank you to everyone who tuned into our chat this afternoon. It was a real pleasure for me to have some communication with all of you. As I'm sure you might know, I'm not normally on social media, so it's nice to meet you and to talk about all sorts of fun things and especially the movies. From Lionsgate, Massive Talent is in theaters everywhere April 22nd. And then there's one more... Uh, I think actually that's it. That's it. And and she says, finally, many thanks to at Carly D show for made sure I knew about the AMA just before it happened and buy comics, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. She went viral twice that day and she posted a link to the AMA. So yeah. So yeah. Nicholas Cage, uh, fucking legendary person, a legendary performer, and I feel he should be celebrated and respected. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. I've been Nicolas Cage, and again, I strongly suggested uh, some of James's best work is behind the the very thin, mind you, paywall at patreon.com slash that thing with James. You might check it out. It's that premium thing with James for members of the Black Diamond Exclusive Club and those who potentially want to become them. If you want to be part of the club, go to patreon.com slash that thing with James also. Help the man out a little bit. Help harvest content for his show. Email him ideas, articles, memes, topics, questions, whatever. Just email him at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com or you can post it at his subreddit, r slash thatthingwithjames and uh, find him on social media, at James J. Asher. And hi, I'm James. Just want to tell you I love you. And if you made it this far, thanks. I'll catch you next time. Bye.